After Hours. Well, all right. Welcome to HR After Hours, the only HR podcast with more F-bombs than a Tarantino script. (laughs) Hannah Hampton, how the fuck are you today? I'm doing fucking great. Thanks for fucking asking. How the fuck are you? All righty. That was a little more than I wanted to start with, but I am awesome. awesome. We can start over. We can start no, over. absolutely not. I love <laughs> Hannah throwing down the F-bombs. Oh, my goodness. That made my day. So seriously, Hannah, I know you and I are, are both battling a little burnout and we're reaching out to our peers for feedback on what oh, they're God. doing. We're starting to get a little bit. So I think our our next podcast will start our series on avoiding burnout in 2021. But tell me, what the heck's going on out there today? Oh, man. Well, not much in my world. Uh, <laughs> no, just today's show is going to be fun. It'll be probably a little short, but I, you know, I, I don't want this to turn into the Rip on McDonald's podcast, but I have a new Oh story. my gosh, what have those clowns at Mickey D's done today? Uh, well, I guess uh, from what, what I've read is that they have new three new uh, sexual harassment lawsuits uh, on their hands. Basically, the article that I read said that there's allegations of sexual assault and quid pro quo, which is always fun to try to say fast three times. But uh, yeah, so basically there's some additional sexual, sexual harassment complaints at McDonald's. Now, here's here's the thing. We've talked about how they've got new HR leadership uh, on board. So I feel like that obviously this person, they've been on board a very short amount of time, have their hands full. I certainly look forward to seeing less and less of these stories about McDonald's with exciting new leadership they have on board. But honestly, we are now in 2021. I certainly hope that things start a change in And uh, I hope not just for McDonald's. Yeah, I hear you there. I mean, it does seem like the McGrab ass is making more appearances than the McRib. (laughs) But at the same time, I do like that you started with the fact that a little disclaimer that we almost don't want to bring up these McDonald's Mm -hmm. allegations sometimes because it does seem like we've got a McHard on for them. I I think to be fair... And the article that you brought to my attention with the HR lawsuit, the sexual harassment lawsuit, was another HR dive article. And I do like what they did with the article and mm-hmm. the fact that they did mention it's not just a McDonald's problem. Right. It is an industry problem. Del Taco, IHOP, Chipotle Any, have all been affected. Yes. And um, those are the big. Those are the big chains. And you know, you think about even. Uh, independent restaurants, small restaurants. It's just an industry issue. It is absolutely absolutely an industry issue. We've seen uh, a few celebrity chefs. First one that comes to mind, and I think it's in the article as well, is Mario Batelli. There's so many reasons and factors in play mm-hmm. that that have to be battled in the hospitality industry. And it is something where you have people that are alone late at night, parts of the industry where they go out drinking afterwards or there's alcohol in house and people are allowed to belly up to the bar after work. And I I do strongly recommend that uh, hospitality groups that sell liquor have a two drink maximum for employees after a shift. Mm -hmm. If they're going to let them drink on hand. Some to have zero or one. Right. And uh, but well, I it think just what they do is playing with fire. I, yeah, and you think also I, I think this is an important point to bring up in the restaurant world. I feel like 
that is an industry where people are it's stressful and it's long hours. People work a lot in that world. They work a lot of hours a week. It's high stress. It's high, and I would say high energy, but there it's always, it's fast paced. It's a fast paced environment. And so that can, I feel like that is a recipe for bad behavior. I think you're right on point. I mean, it's one of the few industries where there are a lot of hourly associates, some that are tipped, you know, some that are in the kitchen. And when they're a little short on cash and have a big bill coming up, they can typically pick up more shifts and get more hours and work harder and longer hours than they really should. So that I think adds to the volatile mix. But as a whole, I'm going to transition out of the McDonald's and even out of the restaurant piece mm-hmm. for a minute. I'm going to talk about this more throughout the year is what will the positive impacts of COVID-19 be as far as, you know, how will it change the workplace? Mm-hmm. People yeah. being able to work from home or possibly changes in company cultures or Focusing expectations. Focusing on wellness and self-care, uh, making sure, you know, because people... When you, when you start living at work, <laughs> you know, when you're working from home, you're living at work, it's really easy to work, overwork yourself. And I think that people, you know, we talk about burnout as something we want to get to, but how do we get there? And that's from, you know, making, I guess, I don't want to say making poor decisions, but certainly not prioritizing things that help prevent that burnout. And, and that could be some wellness, self-care making sure that you're not overdoing the hours and doing what you need for your own good. You know, you mentioned the hours and so did I and working more, working too much. Something that you and I have kicked around how to talk about it. And and let's be honest, you and I are kind of geeks. Not many people are looking for articles to support their theories on trends in HR and business practices, (laughs) and they sure as hell don't spend their free time doing a podcast based on HR and business practices. So we're kind of nerds, sure, but we're cool nerds, though. I mean, seriously, Anna, we're we're pretty fucking cool. But I'll take it. You and I have been kind of chomping at the bit, you know, do you, do we think that the work industry is going to, is the culture of working in the United States going to improve as far as Mm -hmm. quality of life, opportunity to take care of wellness? And of course, we're these optimist HR people going, well, of course, it's finally time. But are, (laughs) are, but are we right? I mean, do you think that the hospitality industry, that's one where people are known for mm. working 50, 55 or more hours a week uh, in management. And it's always been, well, that's just what the industry is. That's what you right. do. Uh, the modern well, I think eventually, that, yeah. When, well, no. well, I was going to say, talking about hospitality, I feel like that's a different, that's, well, I mean, I guess this could be very, that could be, it could vary in industry. But when it comes to hospitality, I remember when I lived in that world, there were people who worked 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And their response of having other people do it too was, well, that's what I had to do. So why is it wrong? And just kind of relying on how things used to be and not being open to change and being the the reason behind it being, well, that's what I did. And I think that the mindset is moving away from that and saying, well, maybe doing that was not the right thing. And maybe that's why X, Y, Z is happening. So I hope that eventually as people 
retire and leave industries, the new fresh ideas will, will come in and take precedence over, well, that's just how we used to do it. So, oh my gosh, you opened up so many cans of worms and I love I'm good it. At that. I'm good at that. So, <laughs> but no, seriously. So I'm a Gen Xer and I was someone that that's what I heard my whole life from my parents and my grandparents, my mm -hmm. mentors, you know, you just got to pay your dues. You got to do this. And so that's what I've done for the most part. And for me to take some risk and branch out on my own and do some things. It was, it was a lot. It was a gradual process and me fighting with myself to do these things. But you know, what is exciting and disheartening at the same time hmm. is you did mention, you know, the, this, the younger generation coming in. And honestly, that's the, the same generation that is forging the, the much needed social change that, sure. We're going to see just continue over the next few years, and hopefully everything needs to get fixed sooner than later. So I hope to see some drastic changes this year. But do you know, my heart sank for a moment hmm. when you said, hopefully some of these current people will be retiring soon. And I don't think you did anything wrong by saying that, but I, and it scares me that you're probably accurate that there are just some people that are in these different industries and in these higher positions in business mm -hmm. that they're not going to bend possibly. They're so not. No, I think, I mean, that's probably more the exception than the rule, but I, I can remember, you know, back in, back in the day when I did HR in the restaurant world, basically I would have, people would talk down to me and saying, well, I've been working in the restaurant field for 30 years, you know, basically little girl, don't tell me what to do. And, you know, unwilling, very, very close-minded and unwilling to make change. So I feel like, you know, they have that fixed mindset, if you want to use business terms, where they are unwilling to see things differently and try new things. So I, I honestly feel like there is going to be a subset, again, probably the exception, not the rule, of people who refuse to change and will just need to eventually retire out of the system. <laughs> Yeah, that's a scary thought, and you may be right. And I've seen different industries, and we've picked on hospitality. Let's not forget, there are other industries that I have witnessed just as many terrible pieces of culture. Mm -hmm. One of the industries that didn't even exist when our grandparents were around, so we can't blame it on their generation, is the gaming industry. What's considered crunch time when a new game's about to be launched, and that could be four months. Gaming like video out. games? Video games. Okay. And video game designers. And it's a billion dollar industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are there are several franchises out there in the video game industry that are that make more money and have a bigger impact on the economy than some top movies. I mean, a lot of people mm -hmm. above 35 aren't sure. aware of that. There's streaming platforms where you watch people play video games. There are professional sports sure. that are video games. And some people are oh, listening right now. My nephew loves going, to watch YouTube of people playing video games, which cracks me up. Yeah, I mean, it's insane to me that that industry, which is a young industry, during that crunch, those crunch months, that you live in, you know, you're programming 24-7. And if you bitch about working 85 hours a week you'll be replaced and even possibly blacklisted. And there's some good docu-series out there that cover that. 
So, I mean, there are new industries, and I've seen the online retail industry and how tough they are, especially in the logistics centers and the warehouses. I've been much more subtle about my jabs at Amazon than I have uh, with McDonald's, just because the McDonald's stuff just keeps getting thrown in our face. (laughs) But, I mean, Amazon has a brutal culture in some of their different departments and Mm -hmm. logistics centers, etc., so even some of the newer industries, the flourishing industries, are have some of the same problems. I don't know if I'm being realistic in thinking that with this social change, it is going to bring a better quality of life and an awareness yeah, of health. Yeah, it might take time. And, you know, this is funny. It made me think of, I just recently started watching Superstore on it's an NBC show have you heard of it or seen it yeah I just started I just started subscribing to the Peacock app okay so they you know this is a more recent episode and it's kind of funny I'm 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 watching from the beginning but I'm also watching new episodes which is probably not the best thing to do but don't judge me I guess you can throw hate my way whatever but they they did one about basically um, making some changes to some past you know, policies that were racist. And it was just such a funny but true look into how corporate corporations respond to social changes. And, you know, I think that is it going to happen? Is this going to happen overnight, these changes and the change of culture? No, but I feel like the first step in the process is recognizing it and the step, you know, recognizing it and then making the appropriate changes. And of course the show, you know, made some jokes about it, but it was almost, you know, it was one of the things where it's like, there's a little bit of truth and all joking. And certainly as somebody who's who's worked for a, for larger companies that have multiple lo- locations, I, I feel like there was a lot of truth in the satire, but I think it's, it's again, it's gonna take time for companies to make these changes, but I think moving in the right direction is better than not moving at all. I agree, and I think that is probably one of the more sound pieces I've heard about these changes that we were hoping to take place and really need to take place. We can't expect everything to happen overnight, but at the same time, we've got to stay vocal about our expectations you know i just had and i'm so bummed that i can't give a shout out to this follower of ours on instagram because she gave us a quote and i'm said hey can i use your name and i haven't heard back from her yet so i'm not going to use her name but this was a quote that she sent me and it says i spank employees but i also forgive i do have a heart and that's from a CFO that this person's encountered. So they're still kind of taking bragging rights into their tough culture. But Wait, say that again. They, they what, employees? They say, I spank my employees, but I also mm-hmm. forgive. I have a heart. So spank, I'm sure, is, fi- is not a little. Yeah, I hope that's more figurative. Yeah, like, it's, it's <laughs> I, you know, they're not paddling at the desk, you know. I hope not. You know, Hannah Hampton, report to the CFO's office, um, you know. But, I mean, that right now, you kind of expect to hear things about, well, I've never, I've not always been the softest leader, but I'm learning compassion and empathy. Those are the type of quotes I want to hear from people. Not that I spank my employees, but that's, (laughs) but seriously, I mean, we've all worked with those people. I mean, but at the same time, Hannah, every time I've had a new leader come in and use terms like people centric, 
the the short term joy that I've had, like, oh, well, I got someone that's going to be HR friendly and we're going to make changes. It's they they've never been the most misused term. We're going to change culture and become an employer of choice mm-hmm. and all these things that we just hear people say. And, and there was a trend, and you and I had a friend that I believe had this. A trendy title bestowed upon them about Mm -hmm. four years ago, companies were adding to their HR team. They would say that this person is designated HR retention manager, Mm -hmm. and they're going to show us how to improve our culture. And this is how, and all it is, is that's the title they use to be able to allow one more HR person on the team because of all the people I've talked to that have been in that quote, quote unquote, role of retention. And uh, I, I'm going to get to impact the culture. Uh, I don't think anything, the, nothing about the company dynamic, they weren't allowed to change anything. Have you seen mm-hmm. different things like that? I, you, you gave a lot to unpack there. And I certainly think you have, um, you made a lot of, of, of points and a lot of things that we could talk about. And culture can't be changed by HR alone. And I think we could do a whole episode about that. It has to come from multiple places, not just HR. And I think a lot of, I don't know if I'd say a lot of people understand that, but I think that there's a lot of misunderstanding about, about culture and how much HR alone can do for it. I don't know, you, you had mentioned something that made me think of a meme I saw, and it was one of those things where it said, if you're interviewing at a company and they say, we're like family here, that's a red flag, which I think, you know, it's funny. It's funny. And I, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. Hey, we're family here at multiple places. And sometimes it's true. And sometimes it truly is a red flag. <laughs> but so let me ask you this. So do you, mm-hmm. that I'm going to circle back to what we actually were just going to use as a segue mm-hmm. back to the McDonald's article. They hired a very well-respected HR professional Welcome to your new family. You know, here's all of our dysfunctional and abused children. And I I don't think I've seen anything uh, that's come across the senior leadership team from McDonald's saying, we are declaring that we're going to lead the change and we have zero tolerance for sexual harassment. And we're going to give this new HR leader 100% backing to make things right. Isn't that what it's going to take? Oof. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a lot to unpack there, too. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to unpack. So, I, I mean, mean I, I think that's what it comes down to is my yeah. thought is if we're going to change industries, everything's got to start with steps. So we've got to pick yeah. businesses in those industries that have to lead the charge. I mm-hmm. think I, I, so I'm putting the challenge to McDonald's, you know, show us how you are going to change your culture and eliminate these predatory practices of your leaders. Do it publicly so other companies can follow you. Lead by example. If you want to make up for 25 years of McBullshit, do something (laughs) and fucking show us how you're going to change and set the standard so other companies in hospitality can do it first. And then the other industries can follow. I agree. And I think McDonald's has, you know, set some standards that, you know, have created, they've they've blazed a trail. 
Uh, I know that they have a they have programs for employees. They have you know tuition reimbursement and things of that nature. So I feel like they're a company that yeah that because of their size and because of their reputation, they can come in and really create a new path and that other companies can follow. And when it comes to being competitive for, you know, for candidates, for employees, you know, you've got to be able to set yourself apart and or, you know, match what's out there. So certainly I think that McDonald's has the capability to create a new path in life for those in the, in the hospitality and the restaurant industry. So there you go. We're, we're putting it on the golden arches to yeah. lead by example Show us how we can all change. Let's make an impact on your business. Let's let it ripple through hospitality. And then uh, let's get it to the other companies and go from there. Sounds pretty easy to me, Hannah Hampton. (laughs) Have a great day.